What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the Carefree Black Nerd. <laughs> Blood sweet. <laughs> this is the Carefree Black Nerd podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and we are going to discuss none other than The Invitation. It was always just my mom and me to have a family. That's what I really want. No way. I got a cousin. That is the whitest man I've ever seen. He wants to meet up. Oliver? Cousin Evie. <laughs> it sounds so Jane Austen when you say it like that. <laughs> you know, my mom always wanted to take me to England to learn about our family history. There's a wedding coming up, actually. You should come. I would love to, but oh, I... Come on. Everyone is dying to meet you. Uh... Wow, it's incredible. I believe this is one of our important guests. Evie, this is a close friend of the family, Walter DeVille. Uh, hi. Hi. Looking forward to getting to know you better, Evie. What are you doing down there? Miss, you should return to your room. We're all so delighted that you're here. Which one's with the groom? The groom and his bride will make their grand entrance tomorrow. Ready? I, I can't shake the feeling that everyone is staring at me. Can you blame them? You and Walter seem to be getting awfully close, Evie. I'm curious, though. What has he told you about us? Ow! Let me see. <gasps> Here she is. Where are the bride and groom? As you all know, there has been someone missing from this table. But that once broken bond will be renewed tonight. To Evie. My new bride. I want to go home. But this is your home. Get her prepared. You are changing us. Please. Here, dear. Hello, Mr. Harker here. There's a young lady who seems quite distressed. I'm so glad you've come to your senses, my love. All right, y'all, when you're listening to this podcast, please use that hashtag CBMPod. Let me know you're out there. Let's make this a conversation about the invitation. And, uh, man... This was an interesting film. So, um, I just went to watch the movie last night, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, it is not without its faults. The Invitation um, is a PG-13 film, 2022. It is a horror mystery. That's what it's marketed as. Now, after the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, Evie takes a DNA test and discovers a long-lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, Evie's at first seducted, ooh, seducted, seduced <laughs> by the sexy aristocratic host. However, she's soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers twisted secrets about her family history and the unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. Uh, let's see. So I do think it was a good movie. Um, 
it was pretty slow at parts, but it didn't take me away from it. Um, I enjoyed it. Thought it was beautifully shot. Wardrobe was great. The scenery, phenomenal. Like, all in all, it had every element or the makings of a great movie. But it was not without its flaws. So Evie is a biracial, well, yeah, a biracial girl. Um, I'm assuming her dad was white. Because her, her dad died when she was young, like 14. Her mom died just a couple years ago. Her mom died of cancer. And there are pictures of her and her mom. And I can't recall if there were pictures of her and her dad. But I don't think so. Um, legend, legend has it. Her cousin, who she finds through a DNA 23andMe type test, lets her know that she's the product of Scandal. Where her grandmother, or great-grandmother, because it's her grandfather's mother, um, had sex and eloped with a commoner who was a black man, and when she had the baby, the black man took the baby to America and raised him, and that's where she, um, came in, so I don't know, maybe she's, I don't know, she's mixed race in the sense that she has white in her family, but I don't know if her father, um, Whatever, and that really truly doesn't matter. It's just something that, um, while watching it last night, I, it's not on Netflix, so I can't just replay it. But it was, all in all, um, pretty good. Now, Evie is a um, waitress, and it looks like she's a waitress at like exclusive events. She was at this Twenty Three and Me type event serving folks and whatnot. And so when she gets convinced by her cousin Oliver, who she just found a DNA match with, to come to this lavish countryside wedding it's all weird (sighs) so i feel like the movie probably should have been marketed as a dark romance and not a horror like mystery because one of my issues with trailers and maybe i don't know maybe this is always been how it was but so much is given in the trailer like from the trailer you know that she's going to a wedding from her cousin but she's the bride like that's not that's not shocking or surprising and I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be but the wedding aspect and the three wives of Dracula storyline has it feeling like this should have just been a dark romance? Um, cause it wasn't horror. There were some jump scares and I'm not one who grew up loving horror movies. I've just kind of started getting into them in my adult age, but this wasn't scary. I feel like the house of on Bly Manor was more scary than this. Um, and then what it being, what is it, is it, um, what's the rating? PG-13, not to say you can't have a scary PG-13 film, but I don't know, it just wasn't, it just didn't, the horror wasn't given what the horror was supposed to have gave. That's what I'm saying. So, I still enjoyed it, because you know me, I love vampires, I love romance, I like action you know it, it, it truly had all the elements and all the makings of a great movie and i still enjoyed it despite my my critiques so apparently her great-grandmother 
killed herself because she was a bride of Dracula but refused to feed on folks and so she hung herself. Now, if you're a vampire and you're hung, you're already dead. That wouldn't do anything, even by the lore that they presented here in this in this movie. And so when she hung herself, I'm thinking it was just like for a visual like gag or whatnot, but her body didn't fall to the ground. There was no head that fell next to her. So if she just hung, it, it was weird because she wouldn't be human feeding on other humans. She would have been a vampire. I don't know. That 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 was that was odd to me. Um there are five maids or servants who are hired for this weekend to serve everyone and clean up and whatnot, and they're like being picked off one by one. That was an interesting take because they're listed as a number. They're not even listed by their names. And the only person who acknowledges them by their names is Evie. And so that comes full circle later on when she, you know, helps protect one of the maids, Drea, I believe is her name. And I don't know. I feel like this is another movie that would have done well as a limited series. Either that or maybe some retooling. Because everything was pretty much in your face. There was no mystery. What I feel like, I feel like they presented everything in the trailer. And y'all know how TikTok go with all of those um, marketing stuff for the whatever. But it felt as if the only thing we got that could be considered a mystery is just the how. When we got the explanation about the families and how we have the three wives of Dracula and how... um, in order to Dracula the the head vampire he's strong but he needs the three wives from the three families to all feed and that makes him stronger and give them the strength of a hundred men it was so I don't know I, I, I can accept it but it was weird. So the one, there's the sister wives. There's Lucy, short blonde girl, um, very chipper, bubbly. And then there's Victoria, tall, statuesque, like smart mouth, badass, brunette, white woman. Now, Lucy immediately, and I don't know if this is a testament to the film or is it just me just like knowing stuff. I knew that she was from the 1920s. Like, I just knew it. Like, soon as she popped... Like, they were all dressed in contemporary, beautiful fashions. But just from her opening her mouth and talking to Evie, she didn't have an accent. She was just very chipper, very excited. I knew this woman was from the 20s. And then it was confirmed later where she was like, yeah, um, Victoria has been his, his bride for 500 years. I've been his bride for 100 years. And this movie is in 2022, so approximately 1920-something. But it was something about her that felt very great Gatsby. So I will, I'll give that one to the movie because I'm like, they, that character Lucy was done well. Because me who I'm pretty observant, but I like I, the fact that I just knew that as soon as she popped up on screen means they've done something well. Or maybe should I just watch so much TV that, <laughs> that it just made sense, but I'm going to give it to the movie for that one. Um, and so I, I just feel like Evie, there were so many red flags that I'm going to just say it as a black woman, 
why the hell would you stay here? Like, one, clearly anyone, but specifically with black, you know, being black American, being the culture that I was raised in. There's no way on God's green earth, on Beyonce's internet, on Steve Jobs' planet, I don't know, that any, I like, why would you stay there? So, one, I wouldn't be going halfway across, but they did establish that her mother wanted her to visit Europe to, like, visit their family and meet their family and all this other stuff and whatever. Um... So I get it, and I can accept that for the sake of the movie that she she showed up there. But one thing my mama taught me and my daddy drilled into me, you don't go nowhere without means to get back. So you're not flying to Miami. You're not driving with your friends to Atlanta. You're not taking a boat to California if you don't have the means to get yourself back home. And when Evie was like, oh, yeah, I'll take this all-inclusive paid trip from you, Cousin Oliver, who I just met literally a minute ago. Yes, fly me out to Europe to this weird-ass wedding slash family reunion. Hmm? No. There's FaceTime calls for that. No. I'm not interested. That was, oh, that was so freaking odd. And... Oliver put on a good show. He's like, yeah, we all been dying to meet you. The family, you know, wants to meet you and love you and blah, blah, this and that. And I get the idea of, like, wanting family. So I'm going to, like, give her a little bit of grace. But there's no way with all these red flags popping up between the staff, between your weird family, between this um, uh, Lord of the Manor, Dracula, uh, was his, played by the guy who is in... Gossip Girl, Thomas Doherty, he plays Walter, and he actually is pretty good, so in Gossip Girl, he's one of those love to hate him type guys, but in this, he was very charming, and I think this role fit him very well, um, it's not my cup of tea aesthetically, but I could acknowledge that he was an attractive, like, they did a really good job of really putting him together, and if you're, if this, like, I don't know, slim European baby face is, like, your thing, I can definitely see how that is an attractive man, and he really did a good job with this role, even more so than his role in Gossip Girl. I think this, um, I think being introduced to him in Gossip Girl could have possibly ruined this for me, but it didn't because he did such a good job. So if you are someone who's watched the new iteration of Gossip Girl and have seen The Invitation, let me know what you think about Thomas Doherty's appearance and about his performance. And not appearance like, let's rate him if he's hot or not. No, I just want to know, like, did he, did, do you think that he was set up well as the Dracula character in this movie? From aesthetic to the way he looked to like physically, because I, I think he was... And I think he played this part really well. And I would actually like to see him in more horror stuff because he does give me like psychotic, wild, uh, evil, I don't know, demented. Like anything dark, I could see him playing very well. Um, He kind of looks like Ruby Rose in the face, like a male version of Ruby Rose. So... So, yeah, so he shows up. Nat, uh, Evie kind of goes at it 
with everybody who gives her any type of attitude from the groundskeeper to the uh i'm sorry to the butler to um to lord walter oh and, um evie for those of you who don't know um is natalie emmanuel i know her from game of thrones um she was in a few other things looks like army of thieves game of thrones a ton of the fast and furious movies um and then something called holly slept over i don't know oh she was also at misfits and i vaguely remember her from misfits which is a phenomenal show if you haven't seen it please check it out but um evie has a good friend this black girl um played by courtney taylor her name is grace so again all these red flags popping up and you got this black best friend and i'm like yes black people don't exist um as a monolith we're not just all the same type of person but come the fuck on evie evie's on the phone with grace and she did that thing that a lot of us do you know let me know when you're going out to meet somebody let me know when you got home safe all this other stuff evie is evie lives in new york has flown to europe is in the midst of so many strangers family or not you do not know these people the only person who you are vaguely familiar with is oliver and you met him all of a week prior she's on the grounds at this humongous castle and decides i'm going to go for a jog excuse me what the hell are you talking about evie takes her black ass outside with a hoodie some leggings and running shoes in the dead of night on grounds that she is not familiar with at all on a terrain that is unfamiliar to her me being in texas and seeing bobcats has prevented me from doing a lot of nightly extracurricular shit that wouldn't do anyways how in the hell do you fly across the pond where they could have wolves, bears, lions, tigers, and witches, oh my. You don't know what is out there. And you just run like, what? What kind of sense does that? That was so wild. I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sorry. This this is unbelievable. This is something that has definitely pulled me out of this. Because there's so many other ways. Like, you could have had that scene. She li- like She didn't even get a tour of the manor which i was like why don't we have that where's the scene where you're like she got a tour in the sense that she walked in was in the grand lobby area and the button was like yeah you can go anywhere you want just don't go in that um library where it's under construction like that was it and then here's your room and here's your maid there was no this is the grounds this is the sprawling campus over here we have the ice box over here we have a track so for her to just be like Hmm, I don't know anything about any of this. I don't even know how many people are actually here. Let me just take off running. Was so unbelievable to me. And it would have been nice to have gotten a tour of the grounds because um, at one point at the like rehearsal dinner when everyone's out back and enjoying champagne and whatnot, like it would have been nice to maybe walk past that area, like certain things so that it would be familiar even like the wine set like everywhere where one of the the maids were murdered it would have been nice to maybe like walk through some of those areas like i don't know it just felt weird like here here's this house here's your room you can go anywhere you want so whatever so she hears the noise and then i think later on the next day she asks like are there wolves out here and walter's like ha 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 silly americans no there's no wolves like mm, are you sure 
motherfucker. Um, so the vampire lore here is that they're, they are actually able to exist outside in the sunlight. Um, but there wasn't even a lot given to the abilities in the lore of vampires. It's more or less like specifically the Dracula character and his three brides, which I actually like that. And I have to do a little bit of research because I'm not certain if there is... I'm saying truth, but I'm using it loosely based off of like lore, not like actual in-world stuff. But I wonder if there's any truth to uh, or any stories that speak to Dracula having like three wives and that are necessary for like, I don't know, sustaining immortality. Um, but also with the bloodlines, I get that you have the three wives that are from these three exclusive families that help you in real estate, finance, and something else. But my thing was, why are these bloodlines so precious? Is it because these are the families that made a pact with you millennia ago? And even if that's the case, there's like a town down the in the valley from the castle where they know what's going on or at least you assume everyone knows because the one house that evie ran to when she escaped was of a woman who used to work for uh the lord so like you assume that the whole town knows and if that's the case then why aren't they part of the pact it was just such a i just don't think that was fleshed out enough not to my liking and i'm I like vampires, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. Um, Evie, I, I think this story would have been better as, let me hold off on that. So Evie does pottery because her mom used to do it. It was one of her hobbies before she died. And so there's this, um, and I don't know the technical name for it, but there's this string. It's kind of like the one uh, that Jamie Foxx's character used in Day Shift that you use to cut the clay. And think of it as like this like wire, maybe about the length of your arm. And she uses that in the beginning of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to come back, which it does. She uses that to sever off Dracula's arm at the end. But when we meet Lucy and Victoria, Lucy is very open and welcoming and she wants a sister and this and that. I will say to the movie's credit, I didn't understand what was going on because she kept saying, uh, Victoria's like, well, did did the did Walter tell you about us? And she's like, no, he didn't tell me nothing. If if it's something I need to know, he'll tell me about whatever. And Lucy kept stressing that, oh, I, I would love to have a sister, this and that. But I think what threw me off is that I was under the impression that everyone there, they were vampires, and Walter just happened to be the vampire in charge. I did not take them to be humans, but they are. It's just the women who were vampires. They were the brides of Walter. And when we get to the end and Evie is actually getting ready to be married. Actually, no, let me back that up. There's a moment before that, the night before, where Walter, this whole time, he's truly been like giving her enticing her with things that she wants like wealth beyond imagine so she can like do what she wants make pottery and do blah whatever and it does sound like a good deal and i get the hesitation because like man i just met you we hanging out he asked her to marry him she says yes and she's like oh you know i was just joking right um but he says something 
that was like people of your kind and I can't remember verbatim but it was essentially alluding to her race and alluding to her station in life as like not as being a starving artist not being wealthy and I was like okay I guess this racism feels like appropriate because you're an old ass white man but like at the same time yeah we could have done without this like it was so it was it was such a weird choice because you need her like she's the bloodline that you need and desire so like you think this way but you're okay with taking this black woman as your wife to make sure you still stay big and strong but like it was it was it was such a weird uh i don't know it was just odd so um when we get to the wedding apparently you as the bride can drink the blood of Walter and get the strength of a hundred men, but until he drinks your blood, that's when we get the bond for the three wives so that they're all immortal forever, apparently. Earlier it's alluded to that the all the candles in the castle are on these particular type of stands that have these long daggers in them that the wax is sticking to which i knew that was coming back and it does so evie drinks this man's blood after she says yes to marrying him and gets the strength of like a hundred men and she goes after the maid now this is all a ploy she sets um the house on fire because the maid who was serving her before was like yeah fire decapitation or stake through a heart is what kills these people drama pops off all the humans run out she takes one of those stands and she stabs walter in the heart runs out saves drea she's out in the lobby area again and she's fighting victoria now this is where things get a little interesting she's fighting victoria and i believe drea when victoria was getting the best of evie like knocked her over the head with something and then Victoria threw her across the room. Evie's like, go get help, Drea. Like, and I'm thinking, get help from who? You ran down to that town, the nearest town in the valley, and we saw that those people know what's going on with Walter. They took you back to Walter. Who is she going to get? Also, you have the strength of 100 men now. Take care of yourself. I was okay with her, like, immediately having control of these powers. I would have preferred her not to have, like, there to be some type of stress like even if it's just a minute or two of like getting your bearings but whatever it didn't take me out of the film so she's fighting with victoria victoria getting the best of her again victoria whooping her ass and so evie's like yeah i killed him and then victoria's like oh it was a flesh wound this is another issue for me she got that man in the heart that was not a flesh wound he started aging right before their eyes. And so Victoria said, well, if you really killed him, I wouldn't be able to do this. And she had all this power and whatnot. But I was thinking like, yeah, you're right. Because if if she killed him, you wouldn't have that power. She wouldn't either. But at the same time, she got that man in the heart. I saw that on that big ass screen. She killed that man. So um, Lucy, the girl from the 1920s, she attacks Victoria. And there is this... Oh, in front of this, on the left side of this grand staircase, there's this humongous statue of a dragon fighting like a soldier. It is huge. It has to be at least 9, 11 feet tall. Like, it is really tall. And there is this sword or something sticking out of it. And Lucy 
runs Victoria into that and impales both of them and they disintegrate. And I'm just like, what? So I get the idea that Lucy wants a sister. She wants someone who's kinder than Victoria to spend their life with. But to like kill yourself, I get, I guess if you're like, I'm, I like Evie, I want Victoria to stop hurting her. And I know ultimately in order for Evie to leave, Walter has to die. So if he dies, I die too. I mean, I guess I could get it, but I would imagine that killing him would just get rid of your powers. Cause that's what it did to Evie. Her powers disappeared. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. Like I am one who likes to know the science of the magic system. And I don't think this one was done well. If you've seen the invitation and you think it was, let me know. But I don't think it was done well at all. Cause I still have questions that were clearly not answered. Um, so what happens is Evie sets the house on fire. Her and Walter get to fighting at the very end. She kind of kicks him in, I don't know, the dick or the abdomen. He falls back into the flames. This is after she's severed his arm with this little clay wire thing. And then her powers disappear and she walks out. This big hero shot at the end. I'm just like, this is good. Truly, it's for me. I like this campy mess. I enjoyed it. But there was so much that did not make sense. One of which, Evie, after having this, like, girls' day, spa day, runs away from Victoria because she's pissed off because Victoria sucks on the blood of her finger because she's getting a manicure and blood, blah, whatever. She goes into the library and happens to break shit, which is like, girl this is like the eighth time in this movie you didn't broke something you are clumsy but she discovers these files and i saw files on all of the maids but she didn't focus on that she focused on her facebook profile where she's mad at walter because like oh you're trying to get to know me but you already have this file on me and this and that and he's like look i'm wealthy when Oscar said that he wanted his cousin from America to come, I had to do a background check, which makes sense. But to me, it's also a red flag. Like, he says, oh, I'm allergic to technology, so I had Walter print this out for me. Okay, fine. But why are you coming on to me? Like, if I'm just a guest here as my cousin's um, plus one, and you want to make sure I don't try to take advantage of you. There's no taking advantage of you if you don't come on to me. Like, we know that he's trying to make her his bride. But, like, with the story he's providing, don't flirt with me. Just have me as a guest at your home. Because if I'm just a guest, <clears throat> what am I getting from you? I'm getting room and board and I'm getting food. Like, there's nothing else unless I'm not coming on to you. I'm not asking you for money. It was just like, mm. No, girl, this feels weird. This feels like you should not be here. This feels like you should not have come alone. feels like you should have had Grace come with you or someone else who you knew because just because your cousin Oliver, who you met a week ago, invites you doesn't mean you need to be here by yourself. And you're also poor and you've expressed that to him, so we know you don't have money to get yourself back home. So, like, mm-hmm. So all of this happens, and then we get two weeks later, so all in all, I think three weeks passed in this movie and grace her black friend and evie are in england and oliver's on the phone he's like yeah she lost her powers by whatever and he's on the phone he walks into his realtor business and then grace picks up a bat and they walk across the street and so i guess it leaves room for a second movie where she goes like full final girl on all of the humans who allowed this to happen but like 
I don't know. This still feels odd. Even if she does that, it's like, mm, you need to focus on your family. Not to say the other families are innocent, but they didn't seek you out and put you up to this. They already had their female heirs wedded off to him. And I also, like, I find it hard to imagine that if Victoria is 500 years of vampire and Lucy is 100 years of vampire... You mean to tell me in all of this time from 500 years to present, none of you people had a daughter? Which was weird because when Evie met her family at the family reunion in this like great room, there were two older women in that room. They set up the shot so it looked like it was all men. But when they did a wide shot, there were two old ladies there. Now they could have very well been the wives of some of these men. But you mean to tell me Every woman, and I'm going to say, well, great-grandmother, so that would be 50, that would be about 100 years, right? Because the generation is 50, so Evie's grandfather, and then Evie's great-grandmother, I'm, I'm going to say about, let's just say 75 years. So in 75 years, when you had the great-grandmother as the bride, Prior to that, there were no women. And then for 75 years, if we're going to use that as, as our number, there have been no girls born to this family? That is, that that's weird. That doesn't feel true. But, I don't know. That Yeah, that really doesn't feel true. Especially when, because I could see, okay, even in my own family, I think for a while, my aunt, who's my mother's older sister, she was the first girl born to the family in a long time. So I get I get the science. I get the idea that you can go a certain amount of time without a girl being born. But what I don't get is if you are this family indebted to Dracula and you know you need girl offspring to be his bride... How are we not fucking like crazy? How is it not mandatory that every male heir has at least four or five kids until you get three or four girls? And this is all terrible because you, you're wedding them off to this monster. But like if we're looking at the incontinuity reasons behind you all even being here with Dracula and securing your protection and financial freedom, how in the hell are y'all not just making babies? That's so weird to me. If I'm a male heir who has the blood that is needed to create the offspring that could be a girl to wit to this vampire so my family continues to be this great family and we're all in this together. We know what this is. Have fucking kids. <laughs> like, And it feels so weird when men can just be busting nuts their entire life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just have a bunch of children. And because you are so wealthy, and this, oh my God, this makes me sound so terrible, but because you are so wealthy, if you have a bunch of kids you don't want, you can put them up for adoption. Or you, on the flip side, have the means to take care. I just, a lot of this kind of fell apart for me. Again, I did enjoy it. I know it may not sound like it. I did have fun watching it. But I was like, yo, this is not... This is weird. So I would like to know if they're going to do a second installment because 
y'all know I like bad movies. I like low-budget movies. Hell, I am a stand for the Twilight franchise. So this, however bad, did not stop me from enjoying it. What I would like to see, though, is a part two where she's going after all of these folks and maybe expand the world a bit more where you do have more vampire lore where, like, this has been happening with other vampires as well. Flipping on his head, where is the female version of Dracula who has three husbands who are indebted to her? You know, like, give me give me a little bit more. Shake something up. Do something different. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a pretty good film. It uh, had its issues, its own set of problems. But if you're just looking for a mindless, fun, action-ish vampire film, this is it. It was more of a love story than horror, but there are some jump scares that I do feel like would get you. Now, me, I none of them shocked me. Um, and it isn't like badge of honor. It's just, it just didn't. It's worth a watch. I would say wait for streaming, um, unless you just absolutely want to go to a theater. But even the theater that we went to, I went with three other people. So it was four in my party. There was a couple, two rows ahead of us. And then at the very bottom towards the screen, there were like three people. So, you know, it, it wasn't packed. Um, and I heard that it wasn't really packed when, this movie premiered. I don't know what the marketing was like for this film. All I know is that I saw a YouTube trailer, a trailer on YouTube. And usually when I find something like that, I go straight to Twitter to try to find the official Twitter page for whichever movie this is. And even on that page, I don't think I saw much past the trailer and maybe a couple posts. I didn't see a lot of conversation behind it. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But all in all, it was a really good movie, in my opinion. I would recommend waiting for it to go streaming unless you just want to be out and and watching a movie at the theater where there's not a lot of people. Then, by all means, go ahead. So, that's that. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much to The Blood Suite. Uh, please hit me up on Twitter and on TikTok as Carefree Blurred, Carefree Black Nerd everywhere else. Email carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts. If you agree with me, great. If you disagree, let me hear that too. If you thought this was a phenomenal movie with no plot holes and expertly done, tell me that. I'm going to nod and smile. Tell you you're wrong, but we'll have a conversation about it. <laughs> so all in all, pretty good. Watch it, check it out. And um, thank you for listening to The Blood Suite. This was a wonderful, fun experience going through vampire lore and whatnot. Let me know, guys, which one was your favorite movie or what was your favorite episode? Or did you enjoy this type of content, this um kind of micro limited series type content the blood suite is this something you'd like to see revisited because there are tons of other vampire uh movies and properties out there supernatural occult afrofuturistic all that good stuff so let me know and um make sure you are uh give me those five stars on uh what is it apple uh, sharing the episode using hashtag CBN pod and I will check you guys next time. So stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you happen to get an invitation from some random English cousin to travel across the pond for a family reunion slash wedding, how about you listen to your black friend who's no doubt going to tell you not to do that silly shit because you do not know these people, go ahead and log on to Zoom and have a call with them there as opposed to putting your life in harm's way.
or do it. Make for a good story. Either way, y'all, have a good one. <laughs>